Shalom. Shalom. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this Parsha Haftarah GYS. Yeah, thank you for having me. So this is Hasiz. He's one of our local Avengers with Lapid. And um, I have invited him here to share some insights from the double portion of this week for Parsha Behar Bechukotai. So um, I'll say a blessing for us and then we will begin to drosh. You have given us your Torah, your Haftarah, and the writings that are full of wisdom, that are full of your spirit. I pray that as we are diving into your word, that you will give us illumination and that you will draw our hearts near to your service and purify us with understanding and wisdom. In the merit of Messiah Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So bombs away all right so looking at the uh the half torah um there's this connection between uh parsha machotai and jeremiah or in the jeremiah 16 through 17 yes and that in in parsha machotai there is this enumeration of all these curses and these blessings. Mm -hmm. And in this portion in Jeremiah, you see a lot of these curses coming to fruition. Wow. But well, really, am I still good on that end? Oh, I can hear you. You're good. Okay, good. So what I really want to end up focusing on, on this section is uh, verse 13 and Jeremiah 1713. Oh man, come on now. I got some on that too. <laughs> good, good. Looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> but it comes in and it's it sort of takes takes this slight like optimistic note where it goes into him Hashem being our 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 mikvah, our purifier and redeeming us and saving us. Yes. Perfect. The source of hope for Israel is the Lord. All that forsake you will be shamed, and those who depart you will be written in the earth, for they have left the Lord, the living source of water. Mm. And Manuel's comments on the uh, this verse, he says, The source of hope for Israel is the Lord. The Hebrew word mikvah, which denotes hope in this verse, is identical to the one used for uh, mikveh, or excuse me, mikh, mikveh. Mikve, whose purpose is to purify the ritual and pure. God pours down upon Israel an abundance of purity from a heavenly source in order to aid them in becoming purified. As stated in the Mishnah, this occurs mainly on the Day of Atonement, which when Israel prepares itself spiritually before God and prays that he cleanse them of the sin and purify them. And as states in the Mishnah, and Yoma, Rabbi Akiva said, Fortunate is Israel, Know before whom you are purified, and he purifies you, your Father in heaven. As it said, then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you should be cleansed from your impurities, Ezekiel 36, 25. Oh, and it said, uh, Mikvah Israel Hashem, the source of hope of Israel is God, or the God is Israel's Mikvah. 
Just as mikvah purifies the impure, so God purifies Israel. The above Mishnah also alludes to two types of penance. The first one, who is firm and his wish to draw close to God, and the second one, which requires God's aid in order to earn repentance. The first intended at by the God, God is Israel's mikvah, for he is capable of independently advancing to the mikvah to be purified. The second is implied by other verse, then I'll sprinkle clean water for being weaker spiritually, he remains passive and is in need of an exterior force to make the first move, move to purify him. Wow. So either Hashem will move first or we will move first. Yes. Wow. Well, it's kind of like the same thing over here. Because um, I'm reading from the Milsteins, the Prophets series via Art Scroll, and they're dropping the same thing. And their source is the Midrash Tehillim. It's oh. the Midrash adds that just as a contaminated person must go to the mikvah, for the mikvah will not come to him, so too must man go to shul to synagogue to seek out Hashem and pray. And so I, I think that's very interesting because through Mashiach, Yeshua literally descending from the throne and coming down to the earth, he, he brought the mikvah to us and he mm. went out seeking us. But yet we're the one who is contaminated and we're supposed to go to the mikvah. And namely, that connection is, is prayer, and it's taking ourselves to the place of Torah, you know, and, and obviously when we encounter Mashiach Yeshua, that would be, that would be the epitome of that uh, circumstance. Oh, I agree completely. Wow. Definitely. That's amazing. And that's actually where I was, I was kind of looking at uh, different stuff where it was all connecting to. Um, I remember discussing with you earlier uh, at Havdala mm -hmm. about uh, what was in the Havdala blessing. Oh, come on, man. And what's interesting is it, it talks about in these verses that Hashem is our mikvah and that uh, we will draw essentially like living water. He's the source of this living water. Yes. And so there's this idea and the I'm sorry? I was I was agreeing. I'm saying yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it says, and the next verse, it actually comes into this idea of, heal me, O Lord, and I'll be healed. Save me, I'll be saved, for you are my praise. Mm. And it, there's a commentary that says, the verse marks the beginning of a new section as seen from the context of the prayer. Jeremiah does not pray for a physical cure, but for relief from sufferings of his soul. A similar request was voiced earlier, why is my pain everlasting and my wound incurable? Heal me, O Lord. The prayer for cure is addressed specifically to God, for only he knows the true root of the malady, and therefore his remedy is more direct and certain. And so I was talking about this idea of spiritual healing. Mm. Uh, that, and this is juxtaposed next to the idea of God being a mikvah and the source of these living waters. Yes. And so I'd like to take us to the, the Havdalah blessing. I am there. <laughs> at the ending of Shabbat, Baruch uh, Shem. And a report where it says, Adonai um, was a salvation for me. It says, 
you draw water and joy from the springs of salvation of Yeshua. Because to Adonai is salvation. Yes. Um, upon your people is your blessing, Salah. Yes. And right there, I want to focus on the voice. You draw water and joy. In Hebrew, Ush'avtim Mayim Basason. Uh, from the springs of Yeshua. And what's interesting there is this, this verse is juxtaposed in Yeshua, all these verses. It's right next to it, Hashem becoming our Yeshua. And Yeshua is a, Hashem's like his one and only blood son. Wow. And the word right there, draw water and joy, the word basason, with joy or in joy, depending on how you translate that, mm-hmm. is actually a name of Mashiach. What? Yes, and so there's this discussion in Sukkah 48b about um, these two attributes, joy and gladness, and they're having this discussion. It says, Joy says the gladness, I'm better than you because it says they shall obtain joy and gladness. Gladness said to joy, I'm better than you because it says there was gladness and joy among the Jews, quoting from Esther. And following this discussion, there comes a strange exchange between Rabbi Abihu and these two heretics, also named Joy and Gladness. Um, it says later, uh, commenting on this verse, it says, Hagra understands this passage as concealing something so important that he allegedly said, if I, I would, if I would have been born only for the purpose of figuring out the intention of the sages of blessed memory, it would have been enough for me. Uh, and this is, in, this is from Kohator. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hagrah fulfilled his destiny by cracking the secret code in this passage. He tells those who are willing to listen that joy and gladness are not actually heretics, but the real deal. Yes, and so what you have here is this appearance of being heretical, this cloak, if you will, sort of like Yaakov going into his father Yitzhak's house clothed in Esau's garments. You have this, this idea, this pattern that's, that's uh, portrayed throughout Scripture, throughout the Torah. That's it. And, <clears throat> yes, and it goes on to say actually identifying who these people are, who joy is, who gladness is, who these heretics represent, supposed heretics. And it goes on to say, uh, they shall obtain joy and gladness, joy, sason, this is where it says in the Hadal blessing, basason, and joy with joy, and gladness represent two Mashiachs, the core of joy being Mashiach, son of Yosef, about whom the verse speaks. And so this idea of when we say we will draw water out in joy, basason, this is an allusion to drawing water from Mashiach ben Yosef, who we know very well is, and is also hinted in with the Hagal blessing, is his Yeshua. Come on. And what, what does he say, if you don't mind quoting, uh, at the well, the woman at the well? Quote the woman at the well? Yes. Okay. Oh. You, okay. Go, you got it? No, no, I, I thought I accidentally hit finish recording. Oh, okay. We we still got about four more minutes of uh, of wonderfulness. That sounds good. 
Woman at the Will is Yokonon 5. Or Yokonon 4, Sleeka. And you want to know what he says to her, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, verse 13. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so, obviously, the lady said, I would love some of that, please. <laughs> Definitely. Do you want me to re- keep reading? Uh, just the point, we said just the point where it says, out of me shall flow rivers. Okay, he says, believe me, believe me, uh, this verse 21, mm-hmm. believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Yehudim. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Then... um, I think the water from me was uh, was verse 14 when he said the water that he gives us to drink mm-hmm. will well up into us unto eternal life. Oh, uh, okay. But the the verse you're talking about, I think, is when Yeshua was speaking at Sukkot when he said, if you place your imunah yeah. in me, you will overflow rivers of living water. Yes, yes. And so both these verses con- uh, have the context of drawing water from him and him being like this. Of, uh... That one's uh, Yokanon 7, 37 through 39. Okay. It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Yeshua stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, the same thing he said to the woman. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, that's interesting. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given. Because Yeshua was not yet glorified. Uh, we're at, we're a little over fifteen minutes. Will it still record? Uh, I think so. Uh, we can probably head for wrapping it up, unless you want to start a part two. I'd love to start a part two if that's all right. All right. Well, we will conclude this first portion. And we will be right back after these messages. <laughs> All right. Shalom.